Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 379, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny Southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always. By my co-host and my cousin Mike down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing well. How are you, Pots? I'm good. How's the weather down there? Uh, it was pretty hot today. Hot? Yeah. Easy, hot and humid? Yeah. So humidity rolled in now? Yep. For the most part. So you're yep. in it now for the next, yeah. what, four Dude, months, basically? Yeah, yeah. October. Yeah. You don't care, but that's that's where you live. No, I don't. Yeah. So what's going on? I, I'm hearing about alligator attacks down there what's going on who got attacked in the woods what happened Did, wasn't that like last week didn't something happen you were telling me about that i saw something on the news the I'm lady was walking her dog by the water's oh, edge oh yeah and, yeah and, yeah and she went to like attack the alligator and she slipped and the alligator went after her yeah i think they said the alligator came out maybe to get the dog because alligators like dogs for some reason especially small ones i would yes imagine. ankle yeah. biters yep it's crazy yep you don't think about it, but they said that was like a seven footer. Even that's pretty big. That's pretty big. I was actually what? That's funny. I was actually watching a video of a guy. He was relocating one, like yeah. like from what from a zoo, not a zoo, but like you know, place. So he was talking about it. He said the six or seven footers are the most dangerous around. They said because they have enough bite in action where they can rip your arm off. Plus, they're because they're small, they're super quick, they're fast. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. They're in their prime, basically. Yeah. They get bigger. They, they slow down a little bit. When they're littler, they, they don't have the biting action. But Right. Yep. That's that's scary. That terrifies you. People What's don't, that? Well, no, like, it's terrifying like, that people don't pay attention. Like, why would you walk down close don't, to the water? Don't don't go. Like, we. I mean, there's water everywhere. So, obviously, we walk him by the water, but he's still 25 feet away. Well, yeah, that's not Right, like you wouldn't if you saw a gator like out sunning itself near the path, you'd probably cross the street. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't go near. I don't go near him. I joke about him, but I no. But that's what I mean. Like you wouldn't walk like inside the sidewalk, go close to absolutely the water's not. Edge. No, even by yourself, especially with a dog. But even by yourself, yep, it probably doesn't make sense. No, and they wouldn't even go after you. You know, six foot no. four or whatever. And- no. But they size you up, and the last thing they say, the last thing they want is a fight. They go for the, the easy, easy target. So they probably wouldn't even go after Rody because he's a bigger dog. Tech, but they I, wouldn't say, risk it. I, wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. They say no, they don't like to go after bigger dogs, but they there was a picture. 
behind our um, community pool that the, there was a monster, like a 13-footer. He took down a deer. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, yeah, when they're hungry, they'll take down whatever they they they, they they have to hunt. How's uh how's Sarah Bay doing? Did you play this weekend? I did. Yeah, how's it? I'm gonna post. We 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 won some money today. You want to hear about my round pods? Well, I'd like to hear because last week you said your golf game is worse. It was ever it, been. It was it was the worst it's ever been. You so you want to hear? Because I you turn around a little bit here. Let's go. Okay. Hear it. So I started par. Mm, that's a good but, start. Par, double bogey. Oh, okay. Par, bogey. Okay, you're okay right now. Okay, I'm okay, right? Par. Oh. Par. Oh. Double bogey. Are you hitting greens or are you making up and downs? I'm hitting greens and I'm making up and downs. Wow. All right. And a double bogey. Yep. We go to, so a double bogey seven. So you're like seven over after seven now. Or six. Five. Oh, five. Okay, yeah. Five. We go to eight, par three. I come up short of the green. I two-putt because I Texas wedge. I two-putt. Par. Yep. I've made five pars through eight holes, Billy. You're feeling good. I'm feeling okay. And then I double nine. Ooh, so <laughs> five pars, three doubles. <laughs> That's not the best. No, no, Bill. It's terrible. So then <laughs> so, I'm, so we're playing quota points. Yeah. So I need to make 14 points. I made 11 on the front. Because you get two points for a par and then one for a bogey. And then anything over that, you don't get anything. So then we turn. And I go double. And I go double. Oh, no. Three in a row now. Yep. 12 is is a tough driving hole for me because there's houses on the right. And I get a little gun shy. And I like to snap. So I snap hooked it about 140 yards. (laughs) So now I'm starting to get pissed. Take a six iron. Punch it out in front of the creek. Put it on in two pots. So I make my bogey. Good. There you go. You got a point. Yep. So then we go to 13, a long par three. And I just hit six iron all over the stick, and it came up just a touch short. So I two putt, make my par. There you go. Back on track. Okay. So that's through 13. We go to 14. I double. (laughs) 15. I double. Oh, that's a lot. You shouldn't be having this many doubles. We're not done. 16, a par three. Double. Oh. 17 bogey, 18 double. That's a lot. I made made too many double bogeys parts. Made too many, way too many. You made like seven pars and eight doubles. Yeah. That's not I went went 43.50. That's just, just, I mean, on a tough course, you can't go, it's it's almost hard to go 43.50. You can't make doubles. I make way too many. Are you losing balls and making doubles? No. Or you're just, just now. You know what I'm doing is 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 uh, I'm all I'm not driving the ball. Then when I do, I'm leaving. You know, I'm hitting a fat gap wedge. Yeah. Or you know, I'm hitting a fat gap wedge into the into the greenside bunker, and then I'm leaving the I'm leaving the ball in the bunker, and then it just it just balloons. It's awful. That's not good. Yeah, you got to get it down to like two one double aside. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah, because I'm, you know, six pars is is pretty good, especially there. I'll tell you what I did notice though, Billy. They aerated the golf course. Yeah, I love the greens. Well, when they're right after they're starting to fill in, you mean? No, no, they're just they're filthy right now. Today's the first yeah. day they open. Okay. Oh, okay. So I mean, you're walking and and you look at your legs and it's just your calves are just getting splintered sand. with sand. I mean. Yeah. 
in the green, they were big old holes and stuff. But guess what? You could putt the ball because this is a classic Donald Ross. They get that bad boy stimping at about 11. You got a five-footer, and you got to play it sometimes three balls out to the right and just yeah, let it die in. That's tough. And those, that's tough because, I mean, you got uh, we all like fast greens. Oh, so you're you saying be, you could hit it. You could I like, could hit it. Yeah. I knew what the line was, and I could hit it, and I made a lot of like six- and seven-footers because – and there were a couple times where I made good putts, and because of the holes, it kind of bounced a little bit. Yeah. And it was tough to get to the hole in a lot of the downhill putts, which normally will go way off the green. They were leaving short, so it, it wasn't easy. But those greens, when they are when they're fast, man, you you got to play a lot of break, and that hurts an amateur amateurs like us, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's that's interesting. It's a lot of doubles, though, Bill. <laughs> It's awful. That's not good. No, no I, I, and it just irritates me. <laughs> Let that one breathe a little bit. <laughs> now, listen Listen to this story. This is from tonight, Bill. <laughs> I went on. It was about 530. I'm sorry. I'm such a juvenile. You compose yourself, and I'm still <laughs> laughing. Okay, 530. We hadn't decided on dinner yet. Obviously, with the kids, we eat earlier. Right. So I went online, ordered a pizza, the place that's about three minutes from my house. Okay. I'm on their website. I was going to do pickup. I hit the wrong thing. I did delivery by accident. I said, that's fine. We'll just do delivery. Then I get an email from their app saying it's 60 minutes. That's long, but that's fine. This was at 530. Now it's 7 o'clock. I haven't seen anything. So this is an hour and 20 minutes after I ordered. I finally call him at like 7.15. I'm like, it's been almost two hours. Said it was going to be an hour. Where's my pizza? Like, oh, the delivery driver just left with it. Ten minutes later, they show up. Meanwhile, they're like literally three minutes from the house. And they show up with a, a cold pizza. Do you think they just forgot it? Left it like on the counter sitting there for two hours? Probably. What do you think? That's my suspicion. I wasn't too happy about it. It wasn't even. It, I mean, you pay like it's not cheap either. It's like twenty three bucks for a large. And like, then do they have a delivery uh, surcharge? Yeah, it was like two dollar delivery charge, and then I threw a five dollar tip for the driver. Yeah, so it was guy. thirty bucks for, for just one slurzer. One slurzer, and then I get it cold. Two hours later. Is that like worth calling tomorrow and complaining, or should I just let it go? Yeah, I probably would. I mean, I it's know. valid, right? I mean, yeah. if anything, you should get an you should get another free pizza. Yeah, I like, know you're not going to call to shake them down, but that is the right thing because they did kind of they definitely screwed jack you around. Yeah, like it, I don't know if they had forgotten to make it and they brought me a hot pizza two hours later and like oh we didn't see the yeah. online order come in that'd be one thing right. but they just left it sitting there for an hour and a half. I don't know. That was that was not ideal. And I like this place too. They have good pizza normally. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. A good pizza. I wouldn't pay, you know, normally I wouldn't really want to pay 30 bucks for a pizza, but it's pretty good. Is it a thin crust? Yeah. Yeah. Not like super <coughs> thin. Like the nor oh, like good lord. Like a normal thin, not not like crispy thin. A new it's like a New York slice. Okay. The big, the big fat slices they get a little floppy on you. Yeah, but anyway, that's what 
That was my night. What kind did you get? Just pepperoni. Everyone decided they wanted pepperoni, so just a classic large pepperoni. It, 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 and when you get that that filthiness, you're not tempted to get a grinder. I was. Yeah, they don't have a lot of sandwich. They're basically like pizza, hundred percent pizza. There, they don't have a lot of other options. I wasn't that hungry because we had uh, some leftover French fries, and they were in the fridge. And at about four thirty, what I did, I took the French fries, I threw them in my little air fryer, started crisping them up. Then I melted some butter in a little frying pan. I threw some garlic in there. I poured the garlic butter over the fries, put some cheddar cheese on top, let the cheese Ooh. melt, and then I poured uh, buffalo sauce, buffalo wing sauce over the top and had like garlic buffalo fries as a little appetizer. That was very good. Sometimes you got to get creative with what you got. Can't go wrong with that. Do you want to talk anything else or should we... Uh... Hop right into the uh, the top. Oh, we can hop right into the meat of the episode parts. All right, so we're gonna do an, a news episode, and there's some big news going on around because as of next week, June fifteenth, face masks uh, will be optional in most locations at Walt Disney World. So the article says, starting June 15th, face coverings will be optional for fully vaccinated guests in most areas at Walt Disney World Resort. Face coverings will still be required for all guests on Disney transportation, including buses, monorails, and the Skyliner. They will not be required on boats and ferries. While Disney will not require proof of vaccination, they expect guests who are not fully vaccinated to continue wearing face coverings in all indoor locations, as well as when entering and throughout all attractions and transportation, guests must observe current policies on face coverings until June 15th. Uh, as of May 15th, they were not required to wear in outdoor locations. Physical distancing is also being continually reduced and relaxed. So it sounds like pretty much, what would you say, like 90% back to normal at this point? Where, Disney? Yes. Yeah. You mean, you got to throw the mask on on the bus. Skyline or things like that, but for the most part, you're not wearing the mask at all when you're there. Now, I haven't heard anything, and I don't know if you have either. Are they letting cast members not wear the mask, or all the cast members still have to wear a mask? I don't know. I think if you're vaccinated, you may be able to not have to wear them. I know a couple. I know like SeaWorld and Universal has started going that way, but I, I don't think I heard anything on Disney as far as cast members, but I think that's the way it's going to be for most places as they kind of flip it over. I think they're Disney's one of the last at this point, don't you think? Yeah. Especially in Florida, but even in general, even up here, it's like kind of it's back to normal. You still see a lot of people wearing masks here. Do they really? Here and there. But for the most part, um, you don't you don't wear them. People are just so, I don't know if it's just they're just afraid of, like, being asked to put it on. It's weird. Like, people Why come they... in. Oh, your place? Yeah, my place. They come in all the time with masks. I say, is it okay if I take it off? I'm vaccinated. I'm like, yeah, you can take it off. I don't, you know. Why, do you have a sign on, on the window that says? I don't have here? any sign. Okay. We didn't put a sign up, but, you know, they come in and no none of us are wearing it. 
Right. So, you know, at that point, you kind of figure it out. But I'd say it's like 30% of the people still come in with a mask on. And then most of those people end up taking it off once they come in. And then even at the stores, like Target last weekend, it was probably 50-50 still wearing masks. Really? You wonder if it's just habit or what? Because most of the people who like are anti-vaxxers are anti-mask people. So they're not going to wear a mask. That's correct. If they're not vaccinated. So I wonder if it's just like, I don't even know what it is. Regardless, you would not wear a mask at Disney at this point because they don't require it. I would imagine. I mean, you'll wear it on the bus or whatever. If you go on the skyline or things like that. Yep. Where it's required. I lost mine parts. I remember you said that. Yeah, it's gone. It's somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico, (laughs) making its way to Texas. I don't even have one in my car anymore. So if I go somewhere and they say, go wear a mask, I don't even have one to put on at this point. I took them all out. I guess that's being a rebel, but I don't know. (sighs) That's good, though. I mean, it's, it's all changing quickly, but seems like it's a good thing and you know i'm happy to see that but they still haven't like as far as i know they haven't really upped the capacity to a great level have they no and a lot of the hotels are still closed or the 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 ones that are closed are still they haven't reopened the last few hotels so it is demand down because it seems like demand is up yeah it's I i think it's down is it I don't know. I gotta. I gotta assume if they could sell out all their properties, you don't think they would? Or can are they not able to get people to come to work for them? Well, that could be because I know. I mean, this is anecdotal, but like the Block Island Ferry is completely booked throughout the whole summer. You cannot get a pass on the Block Island Ferry, and it's at a hundred percent capacity for the whole summer. It's booked out basically through Labor. Do you go up there? No, I've been like three times in my life. I've never been, so no, it's nice. It's it. I mean, it's worth doing as a Rhode Islander. It's like worth doing once. But it's it's one of those things. Like, seems like the demand is very high, but then you still find things where you could still get good deals. Like I was telling you that uh, that Sea World deal I got. That's yeah, ridiculous, isn't it? That's crazy. I, I was talking to my old man, telling him about it, and he made a valid point. Let me hear. So basically, on on the SeaWorld website, it could still be going. I'm not sure. As of last week, they were having a deal where if you got their gold annual pass, it was $183. With that pass, you get four free guest passes. Yep. So... Uh, I bought the annual pass for myself, which includes free parking, which is $25 discounts on dining merchandise, things like that. But then I used the, I used three of the four free guest passes to get the girls in. So for $183, the four of us are going to go. We were only planning on going one day. Correct. Anyway. And it would have cost us 80 something ahead. So it's basically half price for us. Now what my old man said was you should have had Mike buy the annual pass and bring all four of you jabronis in. Then you could have had the annual pass for the whole year. 
That's a great take. However, we could yes. not get in without you being there. So we would have had to rely on you to come and and be with us to get into the park with those oh. four passes. Oh, I see what you're saying. So that was the only I didn't even think of it until after, but it did say like the the pass holder must be present to get the guests into the park. So I couldn't just give you like I have one extra. And if you wanted to go some random day in September, you couldn't. I'd have to be there to go with gotcha. you. Okay. But well, like if you were there's more. There's no, more I was gonna say if you were coming, like if you were planning on coming, that would have been the way to do it. To have you be the pass, then you would have had the pass. Would you have gone? Like in general, like if you had yeah, we've been pass, talking would you about, use yeah, we've it? been talking about it. They have some killer roller coasters there. Based on looking at YouTubes and stuff. They're opening a new one this year and they have like four really pretty uh looks like pretty intense ones. Really? Yeah. We'll do a trip preview though. My Florida trip preview coming up in the next couple weeks, I would Yeah, imagine. absolutely, partner. But anyway, so should we re- should we uh keep going on our news here? That was the best swing of the day parts. Best swing of the day. Oh, speaking of, that's another thing I wanted to mention. Uh, the guy I work with asked if I wanted to play golf on Father's Day. And I said, sure, because my old man's going to be gone for the weekend. I said, you know what? I think I will. So we're going to try to get out for the first tea time of the day at a place, 6 a.m. tea time on Sunday on Father's they Day. They have 6 a.m. tea time? 6 a.m. at the place we're looking at. So uh, he's you're playing, a, you're playing an absolute disaster. It, yeah, Stone E. Lee. Those- in like oh, those car guys have got to come in at midnight. They probably don't even leave as soon as they're done <laughs> fin- washing the last cart. They got to get it out for schmucks like you. The six a.m. tea time, but hitting hitting drivers over the like the maintenance guys trying to cut the first fairway. Ah, uh, everybody who works there is miserable, don't you think? Oh, they have to hate me. But I get. It. But if it's like two or three of us, the first tea time, that's like a three hour round, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no doubt. We played three forty and we walked today. I could be home by ten o'clock easily. I think that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? If you if you can do that, that I mean, you got to be up at what four four thirty? Uh, I can get up at five, roll out of bed, get dressed, leave at five twenty, get there in time. It's an early day. That's an early day. Does it throw? Does it throw over your throw off your uh, schedule? Well, I usually get up at like six thirty anyway. So oh, I don't mean that schedule. Too- the other schedule. Oh, my pooping schedule? Yeah. Is it going to no, mess you up? Because no, it does. When I play golf guy. early, it does. Okay. I'm an afternoon guy anyway, as you know. Or you may not know, but it is the fact. Yeah, you've told me that. We've discussed this all. Yes, I think so. Um, let's keep going with the news, the Walt Disney World news. Um, this is just a, a quick one going along with the mask thing. Physical distancing markers continue to be removed from Walt Disney World attraction queues. I mean, the people, the, the consumers pretty much got rid of that months ago. They just stopped paying attention. Uh, Jungle I still want to hit that gone. guy on Thunder Mountain. <laughs> You're not happy about that. Remember when I messaged you guys and I said I want to hit him? Yeah. Now, is it because he wasn't following the markers or just he was too close it both, general. both. He was like literally like his arm was touching mine. But that's that was par for the course like two years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, like well, you, you wouldn't have been you wouldn't have been mad at that guy in 2019. 
No, but I think now that we've gotten a taste of distancing, I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. Just get out. Just get out of my grill. Like in lines for stuff, I don't mind another like two feet is fine. You don't need What's to be problem? like breathing down my neck. You know, I noticed. You know, especially pub- public still has the uh, the markers for when you're in line. Okay. So they still have this the six feet or whatever, and I'm always respectful of that. And I'll tell you when when I can f- like smell somebody's breath behind me because they're putting the thing behind all my items so that it they can start putting you, there. It? It's irritating. It's like, dude, like you're not going anywhere. It doesn't do anything quicker. It doesn't do any like it's no big deal waiting for the person to to they're starting the bag and now they're over trying you know like if you're at the credit, credit card, card in, machine yeah and they start putting their stuff on the belt that's then, fine. then that's it's go time feet, you're good it's to go, go time yep they don't need to be putting their their gallon but when somebody's the at the credit card belt, machine yeah. and I'm just starting to put my stuff on the conveyor belt and now you got four and a half inches you don't have to yeah. try to get that can of soup on there no it doesn't need to be done that so no I agree with that like even going to like the bank for work like it's still spread out. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't believe we would like just stand like that close. It's it's strange now thinking of it. It's like a, right. another time. Like, why did I stand that close to people in line? Doesn't get you there any sooner. Like even at Disney, like you were saying, the the lines for stuff when they were distancing, they looked like they were enormous, but it didn't take you long. No, like you're just walking. It's the same amount of walking. Yeah, I was big. I like I like it a lot. I like the distancing. I don't mind that part. But anyway, so they're moving the markers away because no one's following them anyway, like you said. So uh, Ohana is reopening on July 9th. Ohana. And then the place that you've been dying to go to, Sebastian's Bistro, is reopening on June 24th. So it says booking for Ohana will be available June 10th, which is a couple days ago. Both and all you care to enjoy breakfast and dinner will return, but no characters will appear. A strolling musician will entertain guests at dinner. Oh, uh, breakfast is yeah. the same thing. Coconut breakfast bread, stitch and Mickey Mouse waffles, breakfast skillets with ham, sausage, and potatoes. Dinner features platters of grilled beef steak, roasted chicken, sausage, and island shrimp casserole served with fried rice and roasted broccolini. Ohana pot stickers, crispy soy chicken wings, and the signature Ohana bread pudding served warm with caramel sauce are all back. However, what's missing? The noodles. Ah. The noodles. So another story just came out saying that it was announced Ohana would be back, but many noticed that the fan favorite noodles were not on the menu. After a few days of fans complaining, Disney buckled to the demand and have announced the noodles are coming back. Um, Disney Parks confirmed the news on TikTok with a video of the noodles. Some are also reporting seeing Ohana noodles listed on the online menu, though it's not currently open. It's very likely Disney was always planning on bringing the noodles back, but waited in order to drum mm-hmm. up more interest, which sounds like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. phony report. Mm-hmm. JPEG write that uh, press <laughs> release? Yes, I think he did. We were always planning on bringing back the noodles. We just wanted to to uh, string you along for a little bit. Do you care about Ohana reopening? I mean, it's not. It's nice that it's opening. Yeah, I mean, Fine. yeah, I guess. You know, I'm that's just about Sebastian's Bistro, though. Yeah, because I really want to try that. That they got such a great menu. So it says Sebastian's Bistro will reopen June twenty fourth. 
with nightly walk-in availability. Which is July fourth. To me, it's crazy because Caribbean Beach has been open for a while, and how do you not have a sit-down? Right. That doesn't make sense to me. No, I don't get it. Uh, guests dining at Sebastian's can enjoy buttery house-baked pull-apart rolls and then the taste of the Caribbean platter. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, their full menu's back, it looks like. So Sebastian's, and it's nice seeing things reopening, isn't it? Yes. Coming back. Now, how about this? This is interesting. Tangerine Cafe in the Morocco Pavilion is to reopen as global marketplace for Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So that's fantastic. <laughs> Tangerine Cafe has been closed as part of the Disney takeover of the Morocco Pavilion, but is set to reopen this summer. Disney recently released information about this year's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. I guess some of those again on July 15th. Burnt nice some nice nice burnt end nachos pots. <laughs> right in the Because you can't you can't get enough of that. Yeah, exactly. Because when I go to Morocco's, you know, I'm looking for some burnt-end barbecue nachos. Well, it does say one of the new global marketplace food booths set to open at Tangerine Cafe is called Flavors of the Medina. It will sell traditional Moroccan dishes such as grilled kebabs and a falafel pita. This marks the first time that a food and wine venue has been located in a restaurant. Traditionally, the food booths are temporary stands located in World Showcase. The restaurant's future beyond food and wine is unknown at this time. So there you go. I got to ask you a question. Available kitchen. Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm scrolling around on Facebook right now. Sure. Okay. As one does. So somebody posts to the Polynesian Village Resort slash Disney Vacation Club. Okay. Okay. And I'm looking and it says breaking. Ooh. Disney buckles to guest demand, adds noodles back to Ohana at right. Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Did they are they listening to our podcast? How did it that sounds happen? like it? How That's did they know? In, absolutely insane. I mean, you know how when you go online and you look for something, how it shows up in your Facebook feed. Yes. Or you know, like I've even realized now because it's all intertwined, but you know, if I'm looking for uh Look at I was watching like videos on XYZ. Well, guess what? That shows up as my first commercial when I'm watching Adam the Woo. Of course. So I yes. get that. How did this thing show up? The noodles. The noodles. They know. They know what you're looking for. That's insane, isn't it? They want those noodles. Well, like, let's see. Did, well, let's test that know? theory a little further because okay. here comes another one. We like restaurants here at the Beyond the Gates podcast, don't we? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. So this is the uh, the new Space Two Twenty restaurant Whoa, will finally I can't wait open for this place to open in fall of twenty twenty one at Epcot. Been waiting a long time for this one, Pines. I have zero interest in this place. This this is this gives me as much excitement as like Star Wars Land. This is so far off my radar. Even as a restaurant, it does nothing for me. You can get like a blue hamburger, I think. Over Are you excited place, about right? this at all? Oh, I can't wait. Okay, so you're being sarcastic. Anyway. We recently reported, this is the WDWNT website, that Patina Restaurant Group was hiring staff for the upcoming Space 220 restaurant at Epcot. It will be located next to Mission Space as an expansion of the pavilion. The company reports that Space 220 is set to open this fall. That's in quotes, which has been set for a while. This is not the first or second time we've been given a time frame for the restaurant's grand opening. 
nor the first time that Patina Restaurant Group has listed job postings for it. The project, originally announced in 2017, has been delayed multiple times over the years. According to a map listing and details from 2019, the restaurant will serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a menu of internationally inspired cuisine, more than 1,000 bottles of the world's finest wines, and a wide selection of craft beer. So basically, uh, they're reporting that they may be opening, which may also not happen in the next few months. I don't know. This, that restaurant doesn't do a lot for me, but I'll, I'll wait and see. If people gush over after it's open. Where is this? This the, isn't the old electric umbrella, right? No, it's over uh, near the oh, near Mission Space. Mission, mission Space, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see. I mean, if the food's good, I don't care what the theme is. I'll check it out. I'm with you. But I don't... Disney seems to... When they have a themed place, they rely on the draw of the theme, and they kind of let the food take a backseat. You're, 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 not ta- you're not thinking Satuli Canteen, are you? Well, I'm, I to wasn't extent, thinking that. But you... I, you see what I'm talking about. I'm thinking more of like be our guest. Where the the food is okay, but people just gush about the place because it's themed so nicely. And it's very pretty to look at. Satuli is very similar because it's all integrated with the land and people love Avatar land and all that stuff. And the food is just fine. It's probably better than be our guest. I like Satuli a little better than be our guest. But I think it's overrated. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we'd talk about like we were talking about Cinderella's Royal Table, Chef Mickey, those kind of places where they kind of just rely on people wanting to go there because of the atmosphere and the characters. And this Space Two Twenty, people are going to want to go there because of the the theming and the atmosphere, and the food's going to take a back seat, so they can get away with subpar food they won't be able to get away with bad food if it's bad people will will talk about it but if it's Mm. just average or even Mm -hmm. slightly above average people will say oh you know the food was fine but the atmosphere is fantastic right right the place will be banged out i don't want fine and fantastic atmosphere i want like the food was fantastic the atmosphere was okay yeah I, i i just i like good food it's nice when everything comes together, like a Jico or California Grill, where the food is amazing and the atmosphere is fantastic. Sure, the restaurant's yeah. perfect. Right. Like, obviously, that's the ideal. But I'd rather go to a Grand Floridian Cafe that's a little dated but has fantastic food. has great food. Than go to, like, Chef Mickey's, which is all about just the characters and the food is average. Or any place of that ilk. You know, like you go to you go to the Grand Floridian Cafe, and it's fine. Like that, there's nothing bad about it, but it's a little dated. Like it's got oh, the, it's, the flowery wallpaper. It's I completely mean, completely it, dated. I but the thing that I just love about it is just all the windows. I love the brightness. Well, that's nice. There's nothing yes. better than breakfast in there when it's just nice and bright, and you're having some orange juice and getting your day started. It's perfect. But no, that's I know tough. what you're saying. But getting I could get started with a bowl of onion soup. 
I have done that. I have done that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. But with getting that. my day started at ten thirty is a lot different from somebody getting their day started at six. So that's a good point. Yes. But yeah, I feel I'm like saying that you wouldn't have a bowl of French onion soup at six in the morning. I mean, I've had, I've gone to uh, to Wienerama at like eight thirty in the morning for breakfast and got four gaggers all the way. Oh, I wonder if you could combo, like, do just the gorgeous greasy eggs and a couple gaggers. Oh, yeah. They'll do whatever you want. I still we don't might... know how they do their toast. They they, they they perfect that toast. It's nice and soggy with butter. Oh, like at uh, at the short order diners? Yeah. I don't know how they do it either. Like, how do they get the butter to melt that quickly? You know, because there's so many times where I make nice sunny side eggs. I do my toast perfectly. And you go to dip it in the eggs and the, and the toast breaks in half. Right. I'm like, how do you get it where it's just like soaking? Oh, it's so perfect. I think the griddle, I think they fry it. The griddle has to be super hot so it like fries the outside, but the inside stays soft. Okay. So I'm going to have to start doing it on cast island. In your frying pan. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. But you're right. Like, there was a, it was actually, I think it was like the week after your wedding, we went and drove to Myrtle Beach for a family vacation. And we left early, whatever day it was, and we went and we had breakfast at Wienerama before we hit the road. And everyone's ordering pancakes, omelets, and I ordered four gaggers all the way and a side of hash browns. Oh, and hash brown gaggers yeah, the and home hash fries. browns? Yeah, the home fries, yeah. Oh, and those things have been sitting in Greece since you were probably born. Oh, the hash browns, And they yes. finally just take them out and just brown them up. Oh, yeah. Ted's New York system in Warwick, they they their hash browns were mushy on the inside, crispy on the outside. That's oh. the best. Oh. Greasy spoon diner breakfast. There's nothing is better. The best food. There's nothing better. The best food. Now, speaking of that, have you ever done a Waffle House? Mm, if I do, I don't remember. It might have been like when I was traveling from Minnesota to Rhode Island in a car. And I yeah, stayed at a flea-infested place outside of Cleveland. Yeah. I, I, I see people have. talk about Waffle Houses, and it's like a chain restaurant of like the greasiest, dirty breakfast food you can get. And it look it intrigues me, but I've never been. Like, there's a place. Speaking terrible. of which, uh, down the street on the main road where I live, they opened up a new plaza. They have like a pool place, and then they have this restaurant. Yeah. The name of it sounds intriguing, and it just said breakfast and lunch. And I'm like, Ooh. that's the place you go to. Yeah, The place that just does the breakfast, lunch, and closes at 3, Right, you know they have good food there. That's true. Now, there's not like dirty, greasy spoons down there, right? As much um, as up here? Not like, not like up there, just because that's it's like a so much thing. newer. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a northeast, like diners. The di- something about like diner breakfast can't be beat. It's really one of the best things. Still with the handwritten checks and everything. It's perfect, oh, the handwritten checks. Everything's cooked on the same surface. If you know you're getting bacon, eggs, pancakes, and toast, and it's all cooked within the same one square foot section of that mm-hmm. griddle. Every single thing, and it's all done perfectly. And you get it in like 18 seconds. I mean, when you go it. to Cosmic, do you just glare at that grill and say, "Good lord." Oh, you have a bless yourself or take yes. out the road. I mean, it's just. Well, you saw I took a picture last time I was there and sent it to you of David. Dave's so, such a good guy. <laughs> Those kind of places are absolutely like, and you got the chef or the cook, you should say, that's been there since he's been 16. He's like 86 now. 
he's been cooking on that same flat iron grill for like 70 years at these diners. Just turning pancakes. They break the eggs on the side of the spatula. Everything's like it's like a dance. I've always said if I if I won like Powerball, and you would open a greasy of, spoon. I would open a greasy spoon just for breakfast and only open like two days a week and just cook, be a short order chef, make pancakes, bacon, eggs, toast, omelets. It's the best stuff to cook too, isn't it? Breakfast food. Mm-hmm. You like making eggs. You're a big mm-hmm. fan of that, aren't you? I love eggs. I love eggs. I love breakfast. I love making breakfast food. It's my favorite thing. Now I'm all like excited about making breakfast. That's what you might have to eat. That's what you know. The hindsight's twenty twenty. But this pizza that took seven hours, you could have done like some nice pancakes and sausage. Yeah, breakfast for dinner. Can't yeah. go wrong with that. Yeah. Anyway. Anything else you want to talk? Any other news? I didn't see really any too much else. Oh, the other thing I don't think we mentioned was that they are going to start uh, slowly reopening the uh, club level. Oh, right. Yes, the club level is going to start reopening because you were looking into that, weren't you? And they didn't even have it available. Well, we had it booked a year ago for our anniversary. We're going to stay at Yacht Club again, Yacht Club 2.0. Maybe actually stay in a regular room this time. Yeah, right. But club level. And we had club level. Yep, we got a good deal, the 35, 40% off. Um, and we we're just going to do the just hang out by the pool, maybe go to Epcot for an hour or two. And Right. Yeah. And now, we we're going to do the club the, level. What was the thought process behind closing club level? Because uh, of COVID. But what, what part of COVID made it? Like just because of the lounges, like where people are gathering, is that yeah, the... and and it's pretty much because uh, it's pretty much a buffet. So they've done away oh, with okay. the buffets, you know, because you help yourself. So there's no way they could do club level where they could. You sit down it, and say, yeah. "Hey, can I get a couple of M and M's and two no, that's true. two pieces sure. of shrimp?" I mean, there's no way that they could. I guess that makes sense. I was trying to. I couldn't think. I didn't think of that, but that makes sense. Well. At least opening back up slowly. I'm sure there's demand for that still. Because everybody was like, do you think they're going to do club level? Yeah, it's a huge moneymaker. Of course they're going to go back to club level. Well, not only is it a huge moneymaker, but it's always banged out. Like It's not like club level sits empty. No, because club levels, I see a huge value. Because for what they charge at night, I mean, with the booze and the food, and I mean, do you get your $75 to $100? A night back, not necessarily, but it's fantastic to get is out of the heat and just is? go there. It, it's not, yeah, it's not outrageous depending on which resort you go to. Like, I've heard Animal Kingdom Lodge, like, you cannot get club level. Club level is sold out just all the time. All the time, yeah. Yeah. Because it's a no brainer, probably. And I heard that they get a lot of the food from, I heard, uh, Jico and, or not Jico, uh, but the, uh, Sana. Uh, what's what's the uh Sanar must be the one, right? No, because Sanar's in the DVC. Um, not Boma. Yeah, Boma. Oh, okay. I heard they get you know probably because it's a buffet, so that maybe they get some of the leftovers. That's true. Because I heard they they get some Boma stuff. They just make extra. Yeah. Is that it? Like, if you're paying like four forty a night for the room, you pay like five fifty in your club level. Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, like again, it's, it's not worth it for like you know for two people. Like it would probably 
Yes, maybe 125 so it would probably be worth it. More worth it with a family. For you and the girls, because then you could, you know, because the, they have cereal, you do your oatmeal, and you much, could, so yeah. you can do the breakfast there. Right. And then come back in the afternoon, they have cold cuts, um, do shrimp snacks, cocktail, yeah. all sorts of like small entrees. So, yeah, I mean, you could literally pretty much just graze all day and then just do a dinner if you wanted to. Right. That just depends. You got to be at the hotel. So, right, people who right. aren't spending much time at the hotel, it might not be. No, worth then, it. But no, no, then a, it's ridiculous. If it, you're doing yeah. a hotel heavy, uh, hotel heavy stay, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I haven't even ever stayed deluxe, and you already got me thinking about staying club level. <sighs> I, I turn you into an animal, don't I? <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, but now because you're you're thinking like I got my budget, and then it's just like here's where I'm thinking. Then you're up, you're like absolutely three times that. Oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. You know, like like with with younger kids, though, like you could seriously like go to the parks for a couple hours, then come back, and then like eat, and then put them down for a nap, and just get really toasty with some Bud Lights. Oh, and what was nice too is I could bring them back to the room. Too. Oh, you could take like three or four and go back. Oh, to yeah, the like they allowed. I think you could have like two or three at a time. So like, yeah. so there was a couple times where Kristen would get my like two and I get two, then and we go, go back, back to the, the presidential suite and just sit outside, throw and... them in the fridge, then go back. I need a couple <sighs> more. You can stock up for the night. Get thirty of them in there. Wow, what a weekend that was! I had to, oh. I'm, I'm so depressed. Just thinking about it and how. Oh, that, that was so nice. What are the odds of that? That doesn't happen to a lot of people. I mean, there's only three rooms like that in the whole place. So, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it happens too often. No, that's pretty crazy. I mean, the other thing too is you got to think. You know, how much does it cost to clean it? You know, when 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 they only use it a couple times a year, then you know they don't. It probably takes hours to clean. Yeah, it's easier for them to leave it unoccupied. Unoccupied, right? Sure. Yeah, that's funny. Anything else you want to talk about here, or should we uh, just wrap things up? We can wrap things up, parts. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. You know where you can find us online at uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WDWBTG. Our website, WDWBTG.com. Go to our YouTube page, YouTube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gate. Subscribe, like, follow along, leave comments on our videos. We do appreciate that. Anything uh, new in the hopper? I know you have the mini golf one out there. What else is coming up? I haven't thought about what I'm going to put out there this week. What do you have? What What are some options? I want to hear some. Oh, I've got some. I've got some Vero Beach. I've got Ooh. some uh, from my. I've got some Old Key West. I've got so many different things. I'd love to see a little Vero Beach out there. You want some Vero Beach? I want some more Vero Beach action. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right because I search for that a lot on YouTube. There's and not you a lot. Never, there's not much. You know what? It's funny. Like you put up the uh, the Fantasia Gardens. And I was I was looking for some winter summerland. I wanted to check out those. There's not a lot of videos on that. No, there really isn't. I looked up one. There was a Tim Tracker that was like 15 minutes. Like I'm looking for a good like 20, 25 minute like overview. There's not a lot out there of the mini golf courses. You get 900 videos of riding Soren, but there's not a lot of mini golf stuff. I know it's so true. It's crazy. I mean, it just goes to show the stuff that we have up, like playing at Lake Buena Vista and Magnolia and Palm. Those are some of our most popular videos. Yeah, they are. Because that's what people people want to see. Or that's what's not out there. Right. And that's what, yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit of both. 
beyond the gates, Bill. Beyond the gates. Beyond the gates, parts. Beyond the gates. You did you go uh, to Gatsby today? No, I did not. I was invited to go. Uh, my coworker's sister-in-law lives on the parade route, so he asked if I wanted to go. I said no, thank you. Mm. I've never been. I don't know what the. I don't know the hubbub about it. Neither have I actually. Okay. And I grew up in Warwick, BU. <laughs> um, yeah, you can also uh, find us wherever you download your podcast. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates and subscribe and do all that good, fun stuff for us. We do appreciate it. You can email the show info at WDWBTG.com, Mike at WDWBTG.com, and Gary at WDWBTG.com. Anything else? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for episode number 379 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon. K-E-Y Why? Because we like you. M-O-Y